cliffcentral.com. You're listening to The Bounce Show with Byron Karpinski. I'm Hugh Bladen, and it's on clivecentral.com. Um, it's Cliff Central, Blades, and it's Ben Karpinski. Why didn't you tell me? Ben Karpinski on cliffcentral.com. Today is a very, very special show. Today we're going to change up, change things up a little bit. Spread it out, talk properly first. Today is going to be a courtroom trial. Yeah, big drama here. Something needs to be discussed. Evidence needs to be put forward. Verdicts need to be made. Rulings should be had. And it comes down to one player and one player only. That player is Fahan Behardin. He is on trial today here on The Bounce Show. It's the people versus Fahan Behardin, which is quite a mouthful, I know. And I'm sure it will not be made into a Netflix series, but it is something to be discussed. Now, you know, I like a joke as much as the next person. And uh, I started a hashtag a while ago called Behardin Time. Now, the reason I did this was because there was this long debate and furious anger all over Twitter by people saying, oh, David Miller is so overrated, Behardin should play. Then on the other side, people were saying, what? That's absolute bullshit. Miller's three times the player Behardin is playing. He is. So I thought to coin the hashtag Behardin Time at like Miller Time. And then it was just a laugh that I had. But it really has kind of kicked on because Bayardin has now played 56 ODIs for the Proteas. He's captain of the T20 side. I mean, it's not it's not really a joke. Like I I find it funny. And to, to be completely frank and honest up front, I don't have too much wrong with the guy. I think he deserves his place through the fact that he's been great domestically for quite a while. And this is how these the systems work, right? You don't pick a guy because you don't like him. You pick him on experience, talent, potential, uh domestic form whatever this is the dilemma that selectors have and this is why being a selector must be really really difficult in professional sport because it's so easy for us to sit there on the couch with our beers and go oh that guy's cuck and granted that day he might be very cuck or maybe a few days before that maybe a few weeks before that but this is the thing we get to be so subjective about these kind of things so that's going to be the big show today i've got an actual lawyer taking me on so basically, I'm going to be taking the role of prosecution, as in Fion Bairdin should not be there. And uh, then I've got Lue, who is someone I've ch- chatted to a lot on social media over the years. Probably seen him four or five times, as you do. He is a lawyer, and he'll be defending Bairdin in question. It's pretty exciting, huh? All while sultry music plays in the background. Yeah, I didn't have much time to prep a song today, so I'm sorry. Anyway, before we get to that, though, there's some really cool talking points. And then, oh, of course, we've got a judge as well, but I'll introduce the judge in a bit. And uh, when, obviously, with a big court case like this, you can't get anybody in. So uh, I've, I've brought in the big guns. A completely impartial judge. He took an oath on the way into studio. I didn't see it, but I'll take his word for it. So before we get into the big meaty section of the show today, um, we might as well actually say hello. Sorry. Sorry, I'm, I'm much better than when it's just me. But yeah, morning. Thanks, thanks for being on the show today. Hi, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you do know there is my my opponent today, my lawyer friend. I will not talk to the judge just yet. Thank you. <laughs> 
Right, so let's stop uh, messing around. So Wade Finneycook, right? You know this guy is the most incredible person basically in sport right now. And I'm not just saying it because he's South African and because he's a sprinter and I love the sport of sprinting. The dude is doing the most incredible thing. So we know he's a 400-meter world record holder, right? Last night in Ostava, which is a place in the Czech Republic, he ran 30.81 for the 300 meters. That is the fastest anyone's ever run over 300 meters that is a human. So Michael Johnson had this record, just like he had the record for the 400 and the 200. Wade's taken the 400 from him. He's just taken the 300 from him. 200 belongs to Bolt, but I reckon Wade's going to do that too. The guy's just getting better and better and better. So he's got those two records. In the 200, he's already run a 19.84 this year, which is incredible. To go with his 100 meter of 9.94, the guy is amazing. He's an absolute, absolute superstar. And I think people are starting to realize because, you know, Bolt's on his way out. This really is a swan song this summer in Europe. So Wade Finnecook is now, I mean, I don't want to tempt fate or maybe blow too much smoke up his ass, but he's been seen as the new face of athletics. And you could not find a more deserving guy. In rugby, the British and Irish Lions kicked off over the weekend. And predictably, they ran into a bit of a PK. Yeah. The All Blacks are the best rugby team in the whole world. People were saying they could be rusty. What's the back line going to do? Uh, has Hansen made the wrong calls? Well, bollocks to that. 30-15. And it was actually flattering in the end to the Lions who scored a try after the Hooter. The Lions looked, or they looked shell-shocked. Didn't have the intensity you would expect from a touring team like that. And, um, well, they've made some changes, a couple of changes to the team. This week, they decided to drop the one guy who was doing all right defensively against the All Blacks, Tio. He's gone, which kept uh, Sonny Bill under wraps the whole game. That's now he's out of it. Owen Farrell has now moved. I think his name's Owen. I don't know. Farrell's now moved to inside center. Sexton will be the fly half. And I'm guessing double digit loss again for the British and Irish Lions this weekend. Basically, they're playing in Wellington, so you know the weather's going to be crap. Uh, that could be the only saving grace for the tourists. Just kind of even the playing field out of it. In Super Rugby, well, Warren Whiteley is now injured for, well, much longer than two or three weeks expected. He missed out in the box third win over France, so the groin was just problematic and he had to pull out. So, uh, Ibn Esbeth took over the captaincy, of course, the box winning that one comfortably again for a 3-0 whitewash. But Whiteley will be out for the rest of the Super Rugby season. Also out is Pat Lambie. Um, earlier in the week on the Gareth Cliff show, I spoke about the fact that Pat, you know, he's, it's getting to a point now where he might be drooling at dinner. You know, he took a big hit to the head. He hasn't really bounced back from it and, uh, it's not looking good. He's 26 years old. He's got his whole life ahead of him. One more knock. Yeah, who knows? Might need special parking after that. And you don't want to see that for such a special talent. In F1, there was, well, there was handbags, fisty cuffs, close on, uh, Hamilton versus Vettel. It's an exciting season that Ferrari has actually got something car-wise this year. And uh, there was a bit of a scuffle between the two. Vettel then basically pushed into Hamilton after a little fender bender. And uh, Vettel could be under more sanctions here. He could be facing a, a fine, maybe even a suspension. Lots of speculation right now. I just think it's good for the sport. There is a rivalry again. And let's be honest, these Formula One guys, they're basically just rich jockeys. They're short guys. They've got short fuses, uh, very temper uh, fools, and uh, these little skirmishes are going to happen more and more. Confed Cup, uh, Germany versus Mexico for one semifinal. That'll take place today, the 29th of June. And, uh, well, Portugal lost last night to Chile. Chile, the South American champions, took it to the penalties. The Chilean goalkeeper saved three in a row. Absolutely unheard of. Incredible, incredible result that so much so that Ronaldo couldn't even take a penalty. The game was lost already. 
the golf Jordan Spieth became the second youngest man to ever in the whole world of playing golf to win 10 PGA wins. That is amazing. Of course, second to Tiger Woods. And I think people give him a lot of flack because, you know, Jordan Spieth, he was so good. He won so much that he kind of like leveled off and, you know, he was world number one. They dropped down to like top five. And people forget how good this guy really is. He really is amazing. I know there's some other huge names in golf right now, but 10 PGA wins, and he's only like 23 or something stupid like that. It's just amazing. And then the Lady Proteas, the Proteas ladies team. Do you know what the official title is? Is it Women Proteas? Women Proteas. I feel like I'm discriminating or I'm feeling something patronizing when I say Lady Proteas. The Women's Proteas team, they got off to a good start in their World Cup. They beat Pakistan. They tried to go full Proteas in the middle with three runouts, but they managed to get it together in the end. And then the second game versus New Zealand got washed out. That's because they're playing in England. So that's all the big talking points right now from the world of sport, but we need to get into the trial of the century. I really cannot hype this up any more than I already have. Fahan Behardin... Is he capable of playing international cricket or is he deserving of playing international cricket? Law music. Yeah, we're taking this very, very seriously. And right now, we're all going to introduce you to the judge. All rise for the Honourable Samia Ref. Thank you. It's so it's so great. Thank you. I finally get to use my law degree for something. I knew this would be the pinnacle of my career. Well, you know, Samia, like I was saying, for the really big things, we really need to get the big guy in. Thank and, you. Um, you know, I'm here. Heavy hitter can clear the boundary rope. They call me the Behadin of the law fraternity, to be honest. <laughs> As cricket judges go, I mean, this is it. This really and is I it. just want to say that I'm not going to be biased this time because the, I took a vow at the beginning of 2017 to not say anything bad about any cricketer. Well, that's exactly it. So, the way earlier on, you thought the judge might be impartial. Not, obviously, be very, very far from impartial. Mm. But here we are. So, here. So, so, I went on to uh, Simi's Twitter uh, profile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's always a bad idea, but bad carry on. Idea. I thought I, uh, I could recall, uh, many, many tweets slating Berdin and I thought I'd find them quite easily. And then I found, uh, that as I went down the timeline, there wasn't much up front. Yeah. And now, mistrial right the and now yeah. I see that, uh, the reason for that is that he's taken a vow for 2017. So yeah. I'm sure if I go into 2016 that... Oh, uh, you will. F- you don't have to getting, go far. <laughs> I can show you a picture I posted saying this is how close I can get to BID. Get, getting <laughs> Simi a ref to, to be the judge in this is like getting Bryce Lawrence to uh, wow. referee a game between us and the All Blacks. So. so have you been coloring your hair as well? No, Doc. I'm dying for greys. Oh, it looks dark. It looks handsome. It looks good. Hey, bro. I'm just living my oh, best yeah. life. Oh, we're such a judge's wig. <laughs> yeah, I oh, know. Damn it. Sure. <laughs> I tried. I tried. But today I am going to be impartial because Ben is actually the person that made me believe in Behardin for such a short amount of time. Well, we'll have none of that in this courtroom. I am for the prosecution today. Okay. Well, I'm here for you guys. I'm here to listen to the arguments. Okay. So this is how it's going to work. It's very much like a court case. There's going to be opening statements. Mm-hmm. I, of course, will be representing the prosecution. Lewell will be def- defending his client, Fionn Biardin, who could not be in chambers today. Yeah. He's, of course, got other things to do, like his life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to have a slight little toss uh, to see who kicks off and the opening statements will be then followed by the various cases put to Honorable Judge Arif today. So, 
Uh, the way it is, this is being very transparent. We are flipping a coin. Sorry, we're, we're twisting a pin. Yeah, twisting a okay, pin. Here we go to see who has opening opening dig. It was you. Wait, what would you like to do? Battle or send me or you want to receive? Right. Uh, I think ordinarily um, the people would uh, represent would would put forward their case first, but uh, seeing as this isn't a, a normal case. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. he's an actual lawyer. I'm going yeah. to. Oh yeah. wow. No, that's why he's wearing that short sleeve type of jersey type of thing where like he shows his shirt and he's warm. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going to have uh, first first go at this. Um, so as Ben said, there's been a bit of uh, social media on this. There's a lot of hate directed towards Farhan Berdin. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get uh, instructions from my client uh, just before coming on show, but I did a little bit of prep um, to build his case. The the case is essentially that the fact that Berdin has played 30-odd T20s and 50-odd ODIs is not without merit. Um, if you if you were to go on Twitter, one would swear that uh, Berdin was was one of the worst cricketers that's ever stepped foot on on a cricket field. And the case really that's being put put forward isn't that necessarily he deserves to be in the starting 11. What I'm saying is that it's not ridiculous that he's got 50 uh, ODIs and he hasn't uh, performed uh, badly at all. And really on on Twitter the the outrage is really um, unwarranted. So I've looked at his stats. Um, I think what, let me start with the ODIs first. And you will see that... Sorry, a slight, slight objection here, Judge. Yes, These are opening yes. statements. They need to be quite concise. I just hope I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for the intention to be made. And of, I only hear that it's yeah. about Twitter. So that's all I'm hearing so okay. far. So um, are you going to do stats now? Maybe the... Sorry, if, if, if I'm my, just doing an opening statement. So, yes. so then I will... Uh, my case will be built on the fact that his stats, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in recent history, uh, demonstrates that he's... He's performed very admirably. He's performed actually very w- well on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's justified his place in the starting lineup. We'll have, uh, we'll have comparative stats with, with other international superstars. Great. And, uh, and my case will demonstrate that, that the fact that he's in and around the, the Protea setup is completely warranted. Thank you, sir. Um, Your Honor, on behalf of the people, the Thank people you. of Twitter, the people of Bethlehem, the people of South Africa, the people of Paul, Pretoria, wherever you may, I believe it's my responsibility today to bring into the spotlight that Fionn Berdin has, I wouldn't say overstated his welcome, but we need to acknowledge that this country is full of potential and he is not Mm. helping that. It is not just my role today to get this message across. I think it's all of our roles for all of us to acknowledge this now and as for a country to move past this chapter in our cricketing lives. Here is a man who, as my opponent today, yes. the Honorable Away did say, he has played 56 ODIs. Yes. And that is great. But is it really? How can you not become a household name for good purposes on 56 ODIs? He has played Is this all your of opening statement? I'm coming to okay. the conclusion here, Thank Your Honor. You. Of all those matches, he has still yet to raise his bat with a century for the Proteas. And that, I think, just goes to show that this is a man who we can't afford in this team anymore. He's not good enough for what we should be as the Proteas. And today in this very courtroom, I shall prove that. Brilliant. Um, 
as all court cases should go, I've never agreed that there should be a toss of the coin or a flip of a pen. <laughs> it should always be the prosecution goes first. And um, I think we should switch around and you should start, Ben. May, may, I, just say, may I just say that for the record? Yes. Um, that... You have a laptop. The, Great. <laughs> the judge ref uh, nodded a lot more during uh, Ben's opening statement. Well, I, I, I don't know how you're going to prove that here and in a podcast. Yeah. I, I, just want, I just want to find out that should we appeal after this There will be no leave to appeal. Do we, no. do, do we no. appeal simply by saying, how's that? Or <laughs> oh, I do like a good cricket joke, though. <laughs> Took me four days to write that. <laughs> oh, I've spent my whole career and I didn't write that one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, no. Uh, but there will be no room for appeal. This is, I think we have about 40 minutes left. All right. Well, seeing as I'm going to take, uh, take the stage. Please. Um, Your Honor, the people of, of the court, I would like to present my first finding against mm. Mr. Bayardin in the case. And that is just that he is far too conservative and he is just too nice. Mm-hmm. Now, I know uh, people might say that it's just hearsay and uh, they might have a point. But here he is standing next to his pool. And this is where I'd like to draw the attention of the judge and jury. Yes. Just have a look at my, my pool, which is pretty clean, and I'm very proud of it. Normally, it gets dirty through the winter, but I've made a pact this particular winter to keep it clean so that when summer comes around, we can definitely eat the pool and have a few pool parties. Um, PG-rated, of course. Now, you're telling me that a man who only aspires to having PG-rated pool parties and the pH value of that pool is more important than getting ladies round, and he's single... How is a man, I mean, his priorities are all over the place. I've just got to make this perfectly clear. Cricket is a cutthroat business, right? So you need to know, cut, split decisions, go out there. You've got to be authoritative. Here is a man with a history of neglect of his pool. And when he wants to get it back, he gets it back for what reason? PG pool parties. And he is meant to come and finish off in innings. I mean, come on. For me, the beginning. No is, objection or are you just going to? Okay. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I mean, like, for me, that this was an open and shut case, but I thought, you know what, this is a guy who's obviously worked hard, but the more I dug, the more I saw, I just don't think he is international material. And uh, you know what, I, I can actually go a little bit further, Judge, if you will. Yes, not a problem. Uh, here, he yeah. is, here he is in his bedroom. Now, this is obviously just an extension of the pool party. This is uh, my room, and um, I've just done a little bit of backing. Um, not too much, but... Uh, as you can see, there's some nice sun that comes to the room. There's a nice view of the pool. When I mentioned earlier, the, it's vital to have a good couch um, in a bachelor pad. It's also vital to have a good bed. Um, and not for the obvious reason that everybody's thinking. Now, the obvious reason everyone's thinking, he's making some pretty big assumptions of the people mm. he's playing for, essentially, mm. here. So, again, priorities. Mm. Uh, it does not look like he has a clear mindset towards things. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's pushing a very hard P- PG agenda. Okay. I don't know. You know, the Proteus is about identity. It is about playing for this nation. It's about having Proteus fire. I'm not seeing any fire here. And again, I think um, I'll just leave it there. That's my opening opening salvo here on the case. Okay. Is Are those most of your exhibits? Or? Oh, no, I, I have a lot. You're you on. have a lot I more. Okay, it's fine. Um, it's just that I, I, I'm thinking it more of like I'll bowl and then he Okay, bowls. no worries. I've got you. We'll go point for point. Uh, would the defense like to raise any issues and counter arguments? Right. So just just as a counter argument, the fact that Ben has had to uh, rely on the fact that he, that, uh, he has an issue with his pool parties mm-hmm. um, just demonstrates that the, the statistics 
clearly aren't in his favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't favor. know. What, I mean, this so, is this a character assassination on me here? Because it just nothing, ben, sorry, nothing sorry, 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 sorry. If you can let the defense speak, you had your turn. Yeah. Your turn with the with the pool party attack. I'd right. Like so, the so in response to to Ben's uh, assertion that mm-hmm. that Fahant is too conservative, he's too nice, he doesn't have that killer instinct. I'm I'm going to okay. um, rather than than uh, swing away with uh, with kind of speculation, which is what Ben's basing his yeah. his case on. I'm going to rely on facts. A YouTube um, video, <laughs> I guess. I, I like to rely on facts. I, I feel okay. that uh, facts. Objection, you're on a patronizing strength yes. in a case. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'll so, let it go. And so I'm going to to uh, hit back with with my first fact for the day, which yes. is that Fahan Badin in One Day International Cricket has mm-hmm. the fourth highest strike rate. In Protea's history. Okay. So, ahead of him is, of course, the mercurial A.B. de Villiers. Mm-hmm. Um, there is David Miller, who's ahead of him, mm-hmm. and L.B. Morkel. Mm-hmm. So, we've got three c- cricketers in the history of Protea's cricket who have higher strike rates than Farhan Bardin. And really, when you're looking at a number six, number seven batsman... Objection, Your Honor. Yes, in, in winning causes, where is this? Uh, that's where I'm waiting for the defense to take it, me it, to, sir. It's all about context. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You can continue, sir. So, so I'm going to base my, I'm going to leave my fact at that. Yes. We've got somebody who, whose strike rate is 97.54 mm-hmm. over 46 innings. That's fine. That is, that is an incredible stat. He's higher than the likes of Quinton de Kock, Hashim Amla, um, Faf Duplessis, the Adrian Capers, mm-hmm. um, the Lance Klusners of our, of our time, the Pat Simcoxes. And really, um, so as my, my comeback to the fact that he's, uh, that he's too conservative, I'm going to base it rather on facts rather than, the, than a pool party and state that uh, Fahan's anything but. That's fine. Uh, prosecution, next point. Well, I just think it leads nicely into my next point completely. What you're saying is he's got a great strike rate. You got a little bit too caught up in the pool party. There was a deeper meaning there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really was. I was showing that every every international cricketer needs layers, right? There's layers to their character and their abilities. How you conduct yourself around the fairer sex and pool parties. Again, yes. there's an issue of of truth in there. To to your point, uh, for for the defence there, lovely. It, it really is nice to have a strike rate like that. But can I draw your attention to zero hundreds? The man has no staying power at the crease. He literally does not have any staying power at the crease. Mitchell Marsh. Now, I'm not sure if I can bring this up in this courtroom. You, you're more than welcome to. Mitchell Marsh is, uh, well, he, he's the laughing stock of Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I wouldn't say he's a disgraced cricketer, but if you are going to throw around massive names, as, uh, as the defense seems to be doing today, Mitchell Marsh has an ODI 100. I'll take it even further. Mitchell Marsh has a superior ODI batting average. Mm-hmm. I'll take it further than that. Mitchell Marsh has a hundred. Uh, would the prosecution like to also just state where exactly Mitchell Marsh comes in when batting? Mitchell Marsh is very similar. Higher or he lower? He comes in a very similar position. He is a batsman that claims to bowl that cannot bowl. Okay. So I think as great as it might be for um, Honorable Mr. Bayardine that his strike rate is so so, so high... It's flash in the pan, shit and giggle kind of stuff, isn't it? Not substantial, uh. Language, it, please, sir. Uh, it's a court of law. Apologies. Apologies, Your Honor. Thank you. No substantial innings whatsoever. Okay. If you were to go to Baudin's closest 
stab towards 100. You got 70. Against? Against New Zealand in Potchefstroom. Potchefstroom doesn't count as a city. Mm, okay. New Zealand I, hardly counts as an opponent. And what happened in that match? It was a dark day for South African cricket. Thank you. Uh, would the defense like to counter? Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, I like, you see, I like that manners, learned prosecution. So, so, unfortunately what the, what the prosecution, um, fails to mention is that Farn Badin is playing in a team that has gone to number one in the, in the ODI rankings. And he's coming in after the likes of probably one of the greatest batting lineups in ODI history. We can concur, get to the point. So we've got Quinton de Kock, mm-hmm. followed by Hashim Amla. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Faf Duplessis. Mm-hmm. Objection, he's fluffing here. He I mean, is, I'm, he's, just, I'm waiting for the point. But he's, he's, I, I've, got, I've got it. I've he's got he's it. hiding behind great names. Sorry, sorry. I've got it. Yep. I'm Amy listening now. Yes. JP Dumini and, and David Miller. So... Baudin is coming in with, with, let's say the, the, the two opening batsmen are averaging 50 each. Fuff's around the, the, the mid 40s. AB's in, in 50s. Uh, Miller's just hovering around just below the 40 mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, JP Dumini's just below the 40 mark. So Baudin is really not getting the opportunities to, to, to bat and demonstrate that he, he just doesn't get in with, with time to score 100. If you go through his stats, actually, if you, if you look through his 50s, his 50s have actually come when, when the batting order has collapsed. He scored one of the finest, uh, 50s against Pakistan in trying conditions. I think he came in with, with the score around, uh, 80 for four, somewhere around there. Um, so when he has had the opportunities, he's, he's actually, uh, put a decent score on the board. He's got to 50, um, and somewhat sa- saved the team. And when you're going through, uh, a batting lineup like that and you come in with enough time to score a 50, it's under trying conditions. So, uh, sorry, if, if I could just uh, steer the conversation to both parties at the moment is what would, what is Farhan Behadin's role? And I'd like the defense to start and then the prosecution to see if they could add or dampen what the defense is. Cause I, I've, I, I'm with the defense at this moment in time and I, I need to understand what Behadin's role is in South African one day cricket. Correct. Or T20 so, or whatever. So, so Bowden usually comes in, uh, near the end. Yep. Um, he's probably looking to, to rotate the strike to, to the batsman that's in with him, uh, pick up the occasional boundary. And that's reflected by the fact that his strike rate is, is and a runner ball. Would it's the defense 98. suggest maybe that that's, that is his role and the roles of scoring hundreds is not. Th- that is correct. Thank you, my honor. Your honor. Um, you not a problem. I, I appreciate your, your guidance on that. So, so really when we, we, we look at the hundred stat, it's probably a bit misleading. Uh, Mitchell Marsh has played in a few experimental Australian teams. He's come in, uh, at number four on occasion and he's had those opportunities to score a hundred. If you want to compare, uh, cricketers, Mm-hmm. I've uh, looked at a at a player who's who's probably at the moment regarded as uh one of the leading all-rounders in the world. He's seen mm-hmm. as the next big thing, Ben Stokes. And uh and quite frankly the 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 stats actually lean towards Fabadin. Um Stokes's average is slightly higher. He's he's got an average of 33. Um Bairdin's at just under 31. But Bairdin's got a higher strike rate. Um and when we move actually onto the bowling uh, which I think Bairdin doesn't get his, his fair share. Um, Stokes, Stokes economy rate is at 6.16. We've got Bairdin who's, who's not bowled, a, 
Would the defence suggest... Objection, yes. Your Honour. Ben Stokes bowls at some pretty tough times. Bialdin's thrown the ball because the other guy's going for a shot. I will, I will get... <laughs> I'll get to you right now, Ben. I just want to ask the defence one more question Thank before you, I uh, ask him to wrap up. Is Do you believe that Bialdin is an all-rounder? Or is he just... I've, I've literally asked one question. Is what is his role in this ODI squad? And then I will take it to the prosecution. So... so Quite frankly, he comes in at number six, number seven. Yes. Um, I think the, the, the question has to be asked when, when answering this question, you've mm-hmm. got to ask who is better suited for the role. There's yes. no, there's no good that we lambaste Bayardin. I, I'm agreeing with you on that one. When in fact, we don't have a suitable replacement. So you would Objection. say, no, I'm coming to Multiple you. Multiple approaches. Okay, so I'm coming right Multiple now. Approaches. I'm coming right now. He's, he's Sorry, wrapped up. If is I it? can just quickly wrap this up. Quickly. So, so Bayardin does bat number four, number five for the Titans. Unfortunately, um, he finds himself in an unfamiliar role for the Proteas at, at six and seven. And he's actually doing a very good job. And the reason he's filling that gap is because there is nobody else. And you'd like the bowling and stats I think the to bowling, be added in. The bowling is just a, is just an extra string to the bow. He, he comes on if, if, uh, if required, but, but it, obviously it's not his first, uh, yes. his first um, obligation. Prosecution. I've seen you jittery. You can now speak. Well, Your Honor, something I think we should keep track of is that uh, the defense is really going all over the place, very much like Van Bergen's bowling. bowling. Okay, thank you. No more ad hominem attacks. Um, <laughs> so it's difficult to kind of just see what I'm responding to. I would like to keep things consistent in that, fine, I shall concede that mm-hmm. he hasn't scored a 100, and that might not be the biggest problem. That's okay. Yeah. Because you know what? This is the mindset that players like this get us into. We start conceding and taking yes. second best, but hey, that's hearsay. Let's stay away from that. Let's stay away from the. Hearsay. I would like to bring our attention to a recent match. It yes. was uh, SA versus England. It was in Southampton recently. Yes. And at four, uh, 211 for four, the Proteas yes. are looking very good to square the series. And as mentioned by the defence himself, this is a world class batting lineup. Okay. Platforms have been set. Great moments for people who like Fran Berdin, who are there on merit, who mm-hmm. are there to be there to close things off. Well, Your Honour. I shall proceed to tell you he got 17 of 25, completely ruining the momentum of the team yes. in a situation which he is, by all counts, an expert in. This wasn't the first time. Mm-hmm. There have been numerous occasions that I don't care to talk about right now because I do not want to seem as petty. Yes. But still, when you have 14 overs left as a stop, top-class cricketer and all you can do is scramble 17 of 25 to the point the English commentators have run out of words. Now, they're English. All they have is it's English words. words. Yes. And they don't have any more to talk about how pedestrian the act was. So much so that the other batsmen had to panic to the point where I, they couldn't even get eight of eight in the end. They were so shell-shocked. I, okay, I think that's a bit of a jump, but I will I will agree with you on certain points. I would like to ask the prosecution one thing again as I ask the defense. What is Mr. Behadin's role in ODI slash T20 cricket? Nobody knows, Your Honor. Nobody knows because he should not be there. Okay, and, and my my question further to the prosecution then, and then we'll go back to the defense, is if he should not be there, what was he selected on to be there? And furthermore, who would replace him knowing the guidelines of South African cricket? Again, look at the gray areas this player creates. Nobody knows what his role is because he's kind of there, but he's kind of going to kind of ball. He's going to kind of bat. He's not a specialist anything. Yes. He's not even a specialist fielder. He knocks the ball over the boundary like a volleyball player. Okay, thank you. And like I said, great ad hominem yes, attacks, okay. but All right. won't be right. the case. I go back to my question. The reason we don't know who's going to replace him because no one gets the chance to. I can give you 
Give me then. A give plethora me, of names. Give me three. That are not admissible right now. Yes, I would like to know. I'll tell you why it is. Okay. Because these names are never given the chance. So why must I get their hopes up in such a high-profile <laughs> court case? I'm asking for one name, Mr. Kopinski. One name. I would give young Markram a chance. Learn his, learn his trade in the middle order. Go further up. The guy has done very well domestically. I would even play Hanu Kun down there. Extra extra wicketkeeper option. There's a multitude of players. I would give. Um, crap! What's the other guy's name? That's a great name. Andile Peshkaya. Well, he should be in the team to start with. The fact that he then okay, no have, stop. I don't want to speak any more about him. I just wanted to know. Okay, if, no. I'm asking for. I'm asking for. Your Honor, for personal reference, you've given me a great understanding of the order because I believe, and this is another court case altogether, <laughs> is that. Andile Petlokwai should be given as many chances, chances. as possible. Yes. But because Fayon Beardin's in this team, Petlokwai Parnell becomes an axis of selection, and I think that in itself is unfair. Uh, let's leave it Objection. over there on that one. Oh, yes, yes, that's, that's why I was coming right to you, sir. Thank you, thank you, Your Honor. Um, I just want to say that, that I don't think Petlokwai is uh, vying with Beardin for, for a spot. I think, uh, I'm, unfortunately, I just it, want to put it, it to counsel. Because he's not allowed to. Wait. I just want to put it to counsel that we've discussed in depth about Behadin's role and what he does. I would like to know, is he the best at his role in the country? And I would, I would like to say he's been selected fairly. So I was just hoping that the prosecution would provide another example if he was not. Thank you, Yarnam. So, so is he the best in the country? He's He's probably not. Is he close? No, in his specific role. In his not, specific I wouldn't role. E- I wouldn't expect Behadin to have the same numbers as an A.B. Davis. Sure. So, so, so Ben's referred to, um, Markram and Heinekun, who mm-hmm. are both are looking at opening spots for the, for the next test match. Mm-hmm. So we're really comparing apples with, we with are. peaches. I agree so, with that one, Ben. So talking I, about a cucumber though. So <laughs> I feel that, uh, that we still haven't reached another name. Yes. We, we, the case actually is, is it unfair that he's played 50, 50 ODIs? Should he not even be in the mix? And, you know, a JP Dumney is going to get injured. A David Miller yes. gets injured. Is he the next batsman on, on the, the rank who should be batting at six? Is he, is he, is his strike rate coming at, if at co- number objection, six? Objection, rhetorical oh. question. Obviously the answer is no. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank his, you, Mr. Kopinski again. Is, is his strike rate around a hundred coming at, at number six, which is what you'd expect? It is. So, will the defense suggest how, on what stats Mr. Behadin was most likely selected by? I would tend to suggest he was selected more on a domestic standard than he was on his international standard of batting. If the defense chooses to differ, then please let me know. No, the, the defense stands by that. I think he's yeah. been the best domestic, um, one of the best domestic performers at, at, at finishing an innings. Um, he's, it was actually what what a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know is he's actually got the the fifth fastest ODI fifty for South Africa, brought it mm-hmm. up off twenty two balls. Just objection to say, against yes. who? To against say, whom? To say that who was it against? May, may, I, <laughs> may I just finish my statement? Yes, was, it was it was Your against Honor. Ireland. Your Honor, thank, against you, thank, Ireland. You, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Mr. Kopinski. Enough now. Your Honor, I, don't I, thank you, crickets. Mr. Kopinski. I understand the point being made by Mr. Kopinski that that it was against Ireland. The question is, did anybody else do it against Ireland? And the answer yes, to no. That is no. Yeah. So, um, he's he's based it on domestic form. He's been the best finisher for the Titans for for a significant period of time. His striking rate 
at a hundred at number six when he's coming in uh, with with a big platform set. He hasn't got the the time, and he's actually a selfless cricketer. Um, a couple of times he he'll he'll come in with three balls to to go, and he'll have a go straight off the bat, which is probably why his average is a lot lower. Um, but I guess that's not based on a fact. So award, I, I and tend the, to prefer and to the stick fact to the that facts. he won um, his T Twenty award this year domestically. Thank you, Your Honor. Do you think it would Again, have contributed? Absolutely. Okay. And just over the over the last few years, in fact, um, in 2015, mm-hmm. his ODI average had re- had gone up to to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, if you measure it from 2015 to date, mm-hmm. um, from from uh, 20, 20 for this year, he's batted four times. He scored 36 not out of 20 balls. He scored 32 of 20 balls. Um, he's he's his average has actually increased over the, the more recent time. And these are his in, ODI international stats. That's correct. In 2015, uh, a World Cup year, he averaged 40 at a strike rate of 104. He, he batted twice in the Cricket World Cup. He scored 10 not out of Objection, 5. Objection, UAE yes. were featured there. Yes. He, okay. he scored 64 not out of 31. Um, and, in fact, if you look at his T20 stats, he's Objection, batting. T20 is not a real game. We're getting there. <laughs> so, 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 so... We, really, we're just objecting to facts. So, Council, would you say that Behadin, okay, has had enough match-winning moments? I only suggest this because the prosecution keeps on seeming to jump up and say Ireland and UAE, and in recent, if you could just cricket is a is a factual sport. We yep. can just look at the stats of the data and the amount of runs someone has scored. If you can go, if something off the top of your mind, if you could suggest to us a match-winning performance. So, and if Mr. Behadin is capable of that, yes. So, so as I say, unfortunately, he is batting in a, in a really yes, strong yes, I understand. Lineup. I understand. He in the Cricket World Cup, he only got to bat twice. I understand. Um, and he played several games at the World Cup. Yeah, he's he's got a fifty of twenty-two balls. I've he's in, in most recently, say that. in most recent, most recently, he he scored sixty four not out in under difficult conditions. Uh, he actually batted faster than Avi de Villiers. Direction in a losing cause, Your Honour. Yes. Again, it, it, uh, that's I mean, what I've 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 asked Council Mr. Koblinski. I've if asked I him. I can if just finish my point. Yes. Um, again, we batted first in that game, so yes. so really we needed to put a total on the board. Yes. Um, and he came in. I think the score was about thirty odd for for three. Difficult conditions, scored yes. 64 not out. And, and really, Avi de Villiers actually, uh, bat slower than him. Yes, yes, he's, he's got, erroneous. He's not in the, he's, he's not on trial today. Yes, that's, I understand, Mr. Kobinski. We're I'm using comparisons. Um, Fahan Berdin actually averages more than Avi de Villiers in, in T20 cricket. So, ha, ha, I'm glad he play, I'm, yeah. Just getting to the question, does he play those match winning roles? I would say that unfortunately he hasn't really had those opportunities just because of the strength of the batting lineup. I think he's got the ability. Mm. And when we ask the question again, is it ridiculous that he's play- that he's in the international setup? The stats suggest that it's not. Okay, I would like to just get through to one more thing. One more thing before I hear closing arguments. Well, Your Honor, I, I must object about that. Okay. I mean, look, I'm quite... I was going to help you, Mr. Kopinski. I'm just in the context before we get to closing yes. arguments because... I find the longer the defense talks, the greater it is for me because there is a lot. Again, it's it's like Imran Dehir's pitch map into his cricket. Yes. It really is. It's just all over I, the place. I don't know what to focus on anymore. There's all these ifs and buts. What was your objection about, Mr. Kopinski? Well, I... See, okay. I mean, they, like, never yeah. mind. Here's my question to both counsel. 
in the recent summer, the South African T20 team had been captained by Mr. Bayardine. Uh, would defense counsel say rightfully so? I'm assuming yes. I would say absolutely okay. correctly. It was a match at the Wanderers, right? It, let's place it, let's place Mr. Bayardine's captaincy because captaincy is not only your stats, it's other people's stats and other people's abilities that you're managing. And if prosecution will start and rate Mr. Bayardine's performance in that match, um, and if defense afterwards would respond about Mr. Bayardine's performance in that match. Well, Your Honor, I just feel that this, this case really isn't just going towards my direction right now. It's actually <laughs> taking middle. Um, to, to reference, to reference the captaincy of, of Found Bayardine, I mean, again, I, I was going to be impartial there as well. I thought, you know yes. what, the guys on pure experience, on the lack of other experience in that team to do that job, give them a go. It didn't go well. But you know what? I don't want to go on that. I want to talk about the fact that he is stifling young talent coming through, not only yes. by having position in his team, but as a captain, Your Honor. And I will push this through. Yeah, and I would love, I'd love for this to be taken as seriously because no doubt defense has yet another story of if and but. Okay. As captain, Lungi Ngidi, one of the most talented, mm-hmm. fantastic up-and-coming stars, he was on fire in this series, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing at Newlands. Mm-hmm. Check. Defending a small total, which he no doubt didn't exactly help. Yeah. This young star was bowling great again, form of his life. He's just bowled and over, right? An opening bowler, a big, tall, lanky lad. But Newlands was captained by another player. No, Farron Bardeen was still captaining at Newlands for that. No, you did Centurion and Wanderers, and Newlands was Faf. Faf came back, but the captaincy remained with the class. I'll go with Council. And um, rather than giving you a chance to rest your fast bowler on the fa- on the fine legs fence, yes, what he deserves, the uh, player in question put him at uh, extra cover. Okay, yes, where he was fielding on a hard square. The ball came to him like any other young talent. He dove at the ball. He yes. made an effort. He wanted to stop it for his country. He was exhibiting protea fire. He landed on his hip. Yes. Now, if I could put it back to the defence. Um, what else has Lungi and Gidi done for the Proteas since then? Nothing. There we Nothing. go. Yes. See, <laughs> an absence of an answer. He has been unable to play for Thank the Proteas because his captain. Yes, the because po- his captain. This is a has man injured him. Yes, who, yes. Forget about the stats. I'm not going to experience can be there. It was. It was just. I am not going to make a judgment it, on that. It was Mr. almost Kupinski. sabotage. It was almost sabotage. So here we've got a guy who's not finishing internationally like he is in domestic, which makes him a bit of a cocktease, if you will pardon my language again, okay. Your Honor. If the, here's a man who can score 50 runs or 15 balls. Gets a Proteus shirt on and he scores 25 of 17 while derailing an 17 honest of effort. 25. Sorry, exactly. 17 of 25. So here we got, again, going back to the pool reference, here's a man's indecisive. Yes. He doesn't know whether if he's looking after a pool or if he's getting girls into his pool. Yes. And again, Your Honor, let's go back to the fence because there's no doubt there's a sorry story of how he also runs really quickly in between Is the, the prosecution stumps. sure of that? Because they really haven't spoken a lot as much as... The defense has spoken at length about their client. If if you say that, the next thing you only have is the closing statements. And, and I'm fine with that. I think there's enough. Okay. On, there's enough on the table right here, and Thank my closing you. statement will prove this. If the defense would like to make that final push, sure. So so, so and, and, and how about just address uh, the young star Lungi and Gidi? How okay. about that defense? Okay. So, so I mean, so, if, if nothing else. If, <laughs> so just to show how outrageous this argument is, he's he's literally blaming Fa'an Berdin. Yes. For the injury for Lungi and Gidi. Uh, well, I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> injuring himself. <laughs> noted, counsel. Uh, noted. It's it's thoroughly outrageous. 
um, I like to stick to the facts rather, as, as I've said on, on several occasions. Yes. I think, um, what, just going back to the question. Facts are alternative facts here, you're on Thank a- you, thank you, Mr. Kopinski. You'll have your opportunity in the closing statements. Your honest question related to his captaincy, um, I think that. And you, mainly because captaincy is the height of you performing at international cricket. Correct. So, so I think if we, if we look, if we take context into, into the, into, um, factor Account. it in. Yeah. He, he was, uh, captaining a, a young team. Yes. Um, I think he was made captain, you know, taking into account that, uh, he was helping through some young players. It's not really his, his, uh, strongest bow. Uh, he doesn't really captain the, the mm-hmm. Titans. So, um, you've got to take that into context. And so he won his first T20 yes. as captain. He also played a, a, a useful knock there. I think he scored On the 31. back of Lungi and Giddy's Stop bowling. it. Stop it. I think Mr. he scored Kopinski. 31 off 18. Um, the, the second game didn't go his way. Um, and again, we mustn't lose sight of the fact that, uh, Smuts and Hendricks and Masechle and Parnell and Pelacroix, Dane Patterson, all these new guys on the block. Um, and he was managing them. And it came to the, to the third T20. And what happened was his strike bowler got injured and he was left without, uh, probably his strongest Asset. Objection, Your Honor. He is now fluffing over this like it was I'm some sort of act counsel, of God. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for counsel's argument, Mr. Kopinski. <sighs> Your Honor, I feel that, uh, you, you'll be able to, to determine the facts. I don't think, uh, you need to be patronized by of Mr. Course. Kopinski with, with explaining everything. So, so what we're left with is, is he's, he's got an injured player and the ball, the game goes down to the last couple of balls. Unfortunately, it goes the wrong way. Um, are we putting a, a massive amount of focus on a on a three match T Twenty series against Sri Lanka? No, um, I don't think that should should deter Your Honor from the facts. And the facts are, and I don't know if we if we're going into closing statements yet. We've got but, ten minutes, but the statistics so, remain five. in his favour. Okay. So, so when when we get to our closing statements, I'll I'll put forward our. That's final fine. Case. I would like to. The closing statements may begin while I also write down what I feel are the most important parts. So right. please well, don't assume that I'm not listening. Well, you're on a seeing as we've limped into the closing statements in the back yes. of the defense again, just literally clutching for straws here. Okay. And he has, throughout this trial, maintained that he has statistically got the upper edge on me. Well, I disagree. Yes. And I'd like to bring in my closing statement to start off with the statistic of 33. No, this is not another Taylor Swift song. This is the age of Fionn Bayardin. Not only just 33, but 33 in 263 days. Oh, that is very that close. That's almost to 34. To 34. The numbers are getting worse, are they not? Not only that, there's only 11 players in a cricket team. Mm-hmm. There's only three batsmen essentially in the middle order. There is only one essential all-rounder. As the numbers get shorter, so does Mr. Fionn Bayardin's career in the Proteus shirt. Yes, mm-hmm. I will concede that domestically he has been a fantastic, and I'm sure he's probably punched over above his weight, woman-wise, in the Greater Pretoria region, <laughs> on the back of what he's done for the Titans. But this is the Proteus we're talking about here. While we live in a country where states, organizations, and bodies are captured day by day by another entity for another trial, we cannot let complacency capture the, the Proteus. And I think by endorsing a player like Fayon Berdin, who has not, let's be honest, done amazing things with his 56 caps. Sure, he's done certain things. And as my opponent today has alluded to on various occasions, he has okay stats. 
He hides behind the fact that these stats tell a different story, though. A stat is just a number. Can you believe this man has got dressed in court today to come here and compare a man like Ben Stokes with Fayon Bayardine? I think on the basis of that, not only am I going up against someone who is deluded, but who's not taking this court seriously today. And if he can't take the court seriously today, he's certainly not taking the Proteus national team seriously today. And that is why he is defending this man right here. And, Your Honor, I don't think I can even say any more. Good closing statement, Ben. I like that last part with the dressing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, defense, <laughs> defense counsel. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, I think that we mustn't lose sight of the facts. Uh, the prosecution has, has purposely steered away from the facts throughout the proceedings. Um, we mustn't lose sight of the argument that Your Honor has to decide. The fact that Berdin has played 50 odd ODIs, 30 T20s. He's not on, he's not on 200 ODIs. He's not on 300 ODIs. We're not talking about a man who, who is starting in every game. The, the, the argument is really whether he deserves to be in the international setup. Is, does he warrant his spot in the 15 man squad? The prosecution has failed to, to mention, um, somebody who can take his spot. And in the absence of that, the prosecution must lose. If you are going to come here and say Bayardin doesn't deserve to be in the 15-man squad, you've got to come here and say, we've got three, four, five, six players, all who are better. There seems to be an unfair um, lambasting of, of, of Bayardin on, on social media. And I've got to ask what, what's actually behind that. Um, and that's really what started this whole conversation. We've got a, a, a player who has a strike rate of almost 100 coming in at number six, which is what you want from your number six. He's got an average of over 30, which given the fact that he's coming in, um, behind the best top order in, in the world is, is warranted. He's averaging, uh, over 35 since 2015. He's got the, I think between him and David Miller, they jostle for the, the highest average in the T20 team. Um, and in the current team in particular, uh, it's between him and David Miller, who's got, they both have a higher average than an AB de Villiers. So you've got a player who's clearly capable. He's got the strike rate, which, which warrants his position. He's got an average in T20 cricket, which is the best in the Proteas team or second best. I think he's within a run of, of Miller and, and they jostle between the two. And then we've got the prosecution coming here and saying that despite all the facts, essentially, um, because they're staring away from the statistics, that despite all that, he doesn't deserve a, a spot in the 15-man squad is essentially their case. Your Honor, I think you've heard enough. I think the facts talk for themselves, and I'll leave it in your capable hands to make the right decision. In the words of Judge Judy Shindon, the cases are real, the people are real, and the judgment is final. I will now deliberate for a few seconds. If I may just say one more thing. It's okay, not, if no, you're going to say one more thing, prosecution, more the thing. prosecution would have to say one it's, more thing as well. It's not then. related to the case. Okay, that's I fine. just want to say, if Bayardin's glove fits, he, he must, must be acquitted. He must acquit. The glove don't <laughs> See, fit. Your Honor, he's not even making sense in his badly timed jokes towards <laughs> uh, the No, 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 Mr. Mr. Kobinski. I will charge you with contempt of, of court Of course again. his glove will fit is his glove. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean he's scoring a 50 with it attached to a bat. Okay. Let me start my judgment. I think what we've... Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I think what the case of the people versus Behadin needs to understand, we have to look at a very crucial word that I feel both counsel failed or just borderline acceptable. We didn't place it in context well enough. Yes, defense counsel relied on a lot of statistics. A lot of statistics. And Mr. Kopinski's counsel relied on a lot of funny quips, which were just as good as the statistics. Your Honor, funny by def- default is not a curse. That I it is not. Mean. It is not. And I, I, I tend, my, I have a little bit of bias towards that. But we must look at it in a context. And if we're going to look at all the stats, there was a very crucial stat. In this case, we had to look at, can you make a 15-man squad right now? And Mr. Kopinski said he's 33, almost 34. We've we've counted with his strike rate. And to be honest, his strike rate is high. But in the modern age, I would struggle to find a cricketer between 1 and 7 that does not have a high strike rate. Maybe if he's some type of guy that hasn't been given a chance, that would probably be a low strike rate. But with 56 caps... You'd feel that Mr. Behadin and once of his 56 would have pulled off a reason for him to actually be there. I feel that what South African cricket has allowed at the moment is that we have a lot of bit part players. Players that rely on a high strike rate. Players that allow, that rely on a having, they can bowl a little bit and they can bat. And the counsel for the defense suggested that Behadin is our Ben Stokes, which I think Outlandish at, oh, at okay. Outlandish at some points. Look at the stats. I look I have looked at the stats council and I must say that I feel that Ben Stokes BMT is probably a bit more than the stats right there. We all, we have to I uh, when I look at my notes I look at uh, Dean's uh, his domestic stats. Domestically superb player. But have we come to a point where we all go domestically gives us enough reason to place a 56-game run trust into the player. And I feel that he fell short on that. Domestically, great speaking, but not really that good when it comes internationally. Uh, Mr. Kobinski mentioned that he hasn't scored 100, and I didn't accept that. I agree. He comes in at number 6, he comes in at number 7, what we're expecting. But what Mr. Kobinski did mention is that he did recently score 17 of 25, which if we have to look at that, doesn't quite fulfill the 97% strike rate that he has or that he's better than A.B. De Villiers. Uh, Mr. As I wrap up now, we started off with saying that he's conservative and too nice and that I feel he was in every T20 series, especially the last one in summer and that's why I directed us there because too conservative, too nice and we landed up with Jean-Jean Smuts bowling the last over instead of someone as mean as Andile Peshlakoya. Does he stifle talents, a growth of talent? I feel there is a moment where, yes, Andili Petlikoy should have closed the bowling. He is a death bowler. There is a moment for him to shine. Did, did he injure Lungi and Gidi? Yes. No, he did not. I cannot say that. And so what I have to conclude is that Feha Beardin has taken a lot of time into the pH level of his pool and not into his ability in holding a spot in a 15-man squad. And if we could rest our case right now, Mr. Behadin has come to the end of his international career with the Proteas. Order. I For you and my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up some I just want to say one thing. Great defensive arguments. 
Yeah. Great one. We're unfortunately running out of time, but guys, thanks so much for joining us today in this. Uh, Throwing it out there, one side or another side. Catch the full podcast on the bounce.co.za and, uh, yeah, everything else will be on the bounce.co.za, the whole blog post with all the different links, how you can find these guys. And, um, that's about it. The future of Proteus cricket onwards and upwards. And if Lungu and Giri could please just be put in the right place in the field. <laughs> Don't know how much more I can say that. That really broke my nuts when he went down. It really did. Seriously, it broke my spirit. Catch you back with the Balance Show next week right here on cliffcentral.com. Thanks for having me. Cliffcentral.com